0: Hey, welcome to an episode of Kids Are Sad, a podcast where I talk about topics of mental health in teenagers, from one teen to another. My name is Ovi, and while I'm no medical professional, I hope to leave meaningful remarks on the topics that I mention. Thanks for listening. Grab a snack and come take a seat. So, I happen to be new to all this podcast stuff, and I know that there are plenty of things to talk about when it comes to teenage mental health. There are so many of us as it is, but there are a lot of us who deal with our own mental issues. Being a teenager in 2021, having bad mental health is pretty normalized, which could be good or could be bad. And in this situation, I'd say it's all right. It's more obvious to see who's struggling because they're more comfortable with their problems. And that gives you people to talk to and gives you people to reach out to. When trying to come up with a first idea, I want it to be relatable, I guess, to everyone who might listen and there's a lot of topics to choose from. You start to realize that talking about depression might be a little long and vague and too big for a first episode and that things like abuse may be too sensitive or too intense for someone new. And so my brain worked everything out in the end. And as my first episode, I'll be talking about therapy friends. Now, what exactly is a therapy friend you say? In every friend group, it seems like there's this designated role for every person. There's a never-ending list of what you could be, I'm sure. There's plenty of memes on TikTok about it, my favorite of them probably being the one that goes, they call themselves the guardians of the galaxy, What a bunch of a-holes. Maybe it's the friend who makes everyone laugh and the friend who does everyone's homework, something like that. Kind of like the labels from being a class clown or a teacher's pet, but not class-related obviously. Most of the time, though, whenever your friends call you something, it's harmless and fun. But the therapy friend label is a little bit different. This type of friend is pretty much the mom-dad friend of the group, and that speaks for itself. It's the friend who takes care of everyone in the same caring way that a parent would. They're great. They're like the glue that keeps together everyone's sanity, pretty much. (laughs) And imagine having a group of people you care about you usually treat them the way you think that they deserve. That's all fine and dandy. I think most people agree that that's an ideal friend type, someone caring about you for nothing other than the fact that they want to and also because you're friends, but it's a really nice feeling to have a friend check up on you and others, but it's not always the best label to have. So To start out with the title itself, the quote-unquote therapist friend or even the mom and dad friend gives you a lot of pressure from the get-go. This doesn't always seem to happen in groups, and sometimes people don't even realize the impact of their sweet and caring personalities. Oftentimes, it becomes really obvious when someone is pretty freaking rad and you start to think, wow, this person is a really cool person. Still, that's all fine and all cool. Recognizing people for what they do can feel really nice. It's satisfying to be appreciated, so both ways around, it can be great. Sadly, once you point things out a lot or give it a label, it feels like pressure. It might not actually be any real expectation from anyone at all, but when someone gives you praise about something that you keep doing right, it usually feels nice, right? Well... That's how your bar gets slowly raised over time, whether it's by others or by yourself. In this situation, I think being noticed for being good hits different, but then you never want to give any less than what you've been noticed for. And that's completely valid. A lot of standards seem to be set that way in general, where you set your own bar with your actions and other people see it and slowly it feels like you have to live up to that. When you really think about it though, why do you? You really don't. It's so hard to live up to any expectation when you're just a normal human who fluctuates with being successful and that's okay. Anyways, getting back on track, the label of being the caring friend of the group eh, or something of the sort may make you feel obligated to do something. You can find yourself thinking, what if they think less of me or they need me when you can't live up to what you feel like you should be doing and that sucks. Giving yourself expectations is so rough. The feeling of letting friends down is never a good one either, and if you think that you might, you're gonna avoid it at all costs. I don't think this is a toxic relationship in any way. No party is exactly aware of the way the other one feels, but that's no fault of deliberate ignorance. People are people and emotions get in the way. That doesn't mean, though, that it shouldn't be addressed. There should never be a feeling of obligation in genuine friendships whether it's created inside your head or if it's actually there. It doesn't benefit anyone in the long run and those feelings can go south pretty fast. The next problem we've got here is the fact that this friend seems like the happiest and healthiest of everyone. Being happy and healthy is great, that is totally fine. But, just like a real therapist or a parent, there might be very few people in that group who actually get behind that person's real emotions. The therapy friend isn't cold or emotionless though. I myself have found that if I comfort a person, I don't wanna bring up any of my own issues ever. Not because I don't trust them, but because you're automatically in a caring mood and who wants to drop their baggage onto someone who's already hurting. In reality, seeing someone like this is like putting them into a box this box is making them a person who's permanently sensitive and fragile to problems because they deal with their own and it makes them a person who doesn't want to hear what you have to say because they're living in their own world in healthy relationships this will be even talking back and forth or as close as you can get realizing that you both have problems and that you can Be together healthily is the start of feeling like equals, you have a reliable system all the way around. With a lot of friendships like these though, you'll see a loop of the therapy friend checking in on everyone and doing whatever things they need to do for others will help them feel better, at least to them. Eventually, people will realize this and talk about it in a good light. For some people, a group of friends might realize that this person is helping all of them after finding Oh, we share similar experiences with this one person. They get the recognition and praise, and that will fuel the drive to keep going, probably harder than they ever really needed to. Obviously, with friends being friends, someone checks up on them eventually. Unfortunately, they'll find that they can't be truthful about their own problems because of whatever reasoning they have. The therapy friend is permanently fine and doing well. This mindset on its own is dangerous in any dynamic. To feel like you can't talk to anyone about your problems builds up so many things inside of a person. And to be okay on the surface makes it even harder to break that facade. In any case, it's a painful cycle of thoughts to have. This therapy friend can continue to check on people and do what they feel like without having anyone ever realize. Doing this is bound to cause more of someone's inner conflict and is very likely to cause emotional burnout. So burnout is pretty much when you exhaust yourself caused by pushing yourself to and likely past your normal limits. Emotionally you might feel mentally drained, it can feel random or the cause may be really obvious. When you've exhausted yourself mentally and emotionally it becomes hard to do just about anything focusing on things and doing work might be hard but in this situation so is empathy burning yourself out can make it hard to care about people this is in no way out of being cold but the exact opposite your brain tries to delete the stressor and you may feel incapable of dealing with people for a little while personally experiencing emotional burnout happens in tiny spurts for me Sometimes I'll notice that I don't care about anything that happens to anyone around me, including myself. Or in smaller situations, I can feel myself being a little less worried and a little more thoughtless. Burnout can be really common and might be overlooked as having a bad day or a bad week. There's more gateways that can open from emotionally tiring out. Increased problems with depression, anxiety, and literally any other mental issues you have can start popping up. For our dear therapy friend here, this can be the start of some pretty bad mental health. Imagine not feeling like you can talk to people about your problems and still helping everyone out. You burn yourself out, push through it, and start all over again. And a lot of people don't have to imagine. Clearly, this wouldn't be helpful for anyone, and bottling things up and exploding all by yourself will lead you nowhere but down. Now, There is no specific person that I can target this episode to, but it feels best to reassure anyone listening that this is valid. To be the kind of friend who cares too much is completely understandable. In some cases, some people had no friends before and feel like they need to make people feel as good as possible in order to be liked. Some people weren't treated in the ways they wanted to be and so they push it over to the people they love for some kind of balance. Some people grow up with the need or want to be a good person and maybe they feel like they're better people. All of these things and the infinitely more possibilities behind it are normal and understandable. The cycle of caring for people with no care for yourself though, that isn't okay. For so many people, it can feel like pushing a boulder to the top of Mount Everest just to try to get your thoughts to flow from your brain and out of your mouth. And there's never any reason to rush your own needs. When you can't do something, there's chances to try again when you're ready. Something I believe in true friendships is that you should feel like you're safe, understood equals. It isn't hard to believe things that are fabricated from the inside of your brain, but it shouldn't feel like there are unresolved tensions, unspoken obligations, or jealousy and anger. Nonetheless, humans are humans, and we all are emotional at some point or another, no matter how annoying that is. A friendship where you can only care for others but don't manage to get that in return is not a type that is healthy for anyone, and if it can be stopped, it should be. Both or all parties of friendship should feel safe and heard, while feeling that they can healthily address whatever they need to. You should feel safe and heard. Being this therapy friend can come in a lot of different ways. Some people go out of their ways to drive to friends with food when they find it hard to eat. They might send self-care baskets and write an essay on how good someone is when that person feels bad. They might call people for hours and let anyone cry on their shoulder. Some people just check up on everyone more than the rest do. They might be able to get behind the walls of their friends and give people a safe space to vent. They might be just a silent listener on the other side of a phone call or the random texts of encouragement throughout the week when no one else seems to be there to fill those spots. A lot of people are extremely caring without noticing it. You don't have to think you're tooting your own horn when you figure out that you're one of those people. It's good to be caring, but hopefully it may spark a notice in a lot of people when they realize that it isn't as balanced toward themselves as it is towards others. By the way, this can without a doubt happen in romantic relationships. One person may feel safe with the other person and be the first to let go of their baggage and be vulnerable. When you love someone really intimately, it might feel really wrong or gross to reveal the fact that you have issues, but of course that shouldn't be the case because two people who are close like that will eventually want to connect in that way. It makes sense, of course, to want a good view of yourself from the person that you see so lovingly. Being vulnerable is natural. Being emotional is natural. Ranting and crying and being sad, all of that is natural. It should never feel wrong to express yourself. I have thought for the longest, maybe because I heard it somewhere else, that you should never feel wrong about literally just existing. As a plus to that, if you think a certain way about everyone and you happen to be the only exception to that rule, your thinking might be a little bit off. Everyone needs support at some point. And that's always alright. Now, to the people who believe that they might have therapy friends, this is the time to listen up. I'm sure you appreciate your friends and you don't want them to deal with these kinds of problems alone. The best way to be careful is to never assume. It never helps to assume that someone's doing fine just as you shouldn't assume that someone is in a bad mood. It's always bound to lead to confusion and sometimes it's simply just annoying to have people tell you how you feel. Reassuring that it's okay to not be okay is absolutely delightful, I'm telling you. When someone checks up on you and doesn't give you more than an I'm okay, that's fine. Some people are really just okay. But it will never not be helpful to mention that if they aren't, that you'll be there just the same way they are for you. Because that's how you want your friendship to be. Because thoughts like these can be deep set and really, really stuck. It might take a while for someone to build up the confidence to actually speak, and consistency at some level will drill in the fact that whoever you are reassuring is really being cared about and heard. There's no need to be pushy, but a kind reminder that there's someone to turn to if anything is needed is always a good feeling. To both sides of the story, the therapy friends and their friends, things will be okay. Good friendships will work out and people will grow as they need. Check in on whoever you think might be your therapy friend, or literally all of them. Not out of the need to be one, of course, but to show that you really do care. And to therapy friends themselves, you aren't alone with your mind. There are people who care and will be there, and you can take your time to be okay with that. I think I wanted to make this a topic because I know that I was inspired to make a podcast based off of therapy friends. Not exactly very specific, but the thought of a bunch of groups of mentally ill teenagers helping other mentally ill teenagers is kind of something that gets my brain thinking. And I know that I find myself trying to be a safe space for people. I would kill for all of my friends to be happy and content. In my head, I notice that it isn't all sunshine and rainbows and that it does have an impact on mental health even more importantly to me, I know I have friends who will check up on me and everyone else and then proceed to be constantly okay and it would definitely matter to me to find out that any of them were stuck in a one-sided street like that. Friendships will never cease to be such an important thing to me and I pride myself with that. This may be on the shorter length of episodes because Understanding my own comfortability as well as any listeners who may stumble across me is still in the works. I don't want to make anything too long or too drawn out or too short. But either way, every second of what I say is meant to be genuine thoughts because who needs an hour-long episode that means nothing? I'd prefer five minutes of tasteful words, and I'm sure a lot of other people do. So eventually, I'll be sure. Well, that's all for this episode of Kids Are Sad. Thanks for staying a listen. Check me out on Instagram at WitherFork and keep a lookout for any social media or podcast related updates. Stay healthy, stay hydrated, stay swag, and hopefully I'll catch you again in another episode. Bye!